Hello. It's saying, it's saying connecting. But then that's all it's saying. We're just going to have an episode where it just says Lee Miller connecting. I'm a bit worried that. Oh, hi. I'm having a right donkey. It wouldn't come through. This is a podcast in which two friends have serious conversations about silly things and silly conversations about serious things. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlife In. You sound quite poor. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say sexy, but... No. <laughs> uh, we can go with that if you want. I'm not going to be able to laugh, which is going to, no. be, it's going to be really great, I suspect, for our um, unfaithful listeners. You've gone slightly sort of muppety, <laughs> if you don't mind my saying. It's not <laughs> going to help. Be... <laughs> 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 I'm going to have to take my jacket off. Uh, muppety, thank you. Yeah, that, that probably didn't come out as um, kindly as it was intended. Do you have a uh, particular Muppet in mind? I love the Muppets. I do too. Who's your favourite? Animal. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm such uh, I'm so basic. Kermit. I'm, I'm, I'm all about Kermit. Yeah, of course you are. I would have guessed you were a Kermit. You just knew it, didn't you? Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? <laughs> You know that uh, it's a long-standing joke between uh, Lil and I that um, I got scared uh, during Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> you know when Marley and Marley? We're Marley yeah. and Marley. Ooh, yeah, Woo! Yeah, yeah. They're um, scary, though. They're very scary. And so that gives you an idea of just how uh, long I'm going to continue avoiding doing my Suspiria homework. How did you get the Lurgy? Because surely in the land... Of the mask and the hand sanitizer I know. and the staying inside. How have you... And this is... The reason I'm asking is you are the second over 50 of my acquaintance who has gone, got their second vaccine and then immediately caught themselves a massive cold. Well, of course, I didn't, uh, you know... I mean, it's not till this Wednesday that I'm fully, as they say, vaccinated. That's two weeks after my second. Well, the thing is, it might have just been pretty bad hay fever. Really? Yeah. We went to the uh, London Wetland Centre last Monday, mm-hmm. um, and it was so lovely. And uh, and I started, I was sneezing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I went back for a second dose. <laughs> <laughs> a second dose of pollen. Mm-hmm. I was actually, mm-hmm. um, I was, I went there to do some, uh, do a little bit of reading and, um, I don't think that that was like topping me up. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. The symptoms are, you know, more or less the same. I haven't had any cough. Um, no. But, uh, I think my lungs are a little bit, not quite right though, because you would expect, I think if you making me laugh. Uh, and that causes me to not be able, you know, that causes me to cough a little bit, even though I've had no cough. So I, you you did you did sound a little bit as though you were chesty. having, um, yeah, a bit chesty, a bit, think, yeah, yeah, but chesty, uh, as they say in New you, Zealand. Have you, <laughs> have you? Did they also say up the guts in New Zealand? You take it up the guts. Yeah, what does that mean? It, g- it means goes right up the middle. 
Right. I think I would okay. I would call it a sports metaphor, but it's probably yeah, it not. Is a, I, I, I heard no, I think I, I heard a, a rugby player saying, Let's go right up the guts. Yeah. And I thought, does that mean what does that mean? It means like let's not bother with any fancy stuff around the sides or right. anything tactical. Let's just go. Let's just run it straight at them. It's a that's like the tank. Got you. So yeah, so you do sound a bit chesty, as they say in New Zealand. And I have you spat on um no not spat. Have you swabbed your nose and swabbed the back of your throat? Not in that order. And then done your home lateral flow test? No, I, no, I haven't. Oh, and the reason I the reason I didn't was because um, I thought the chances of me having COVID were, <laughs> were pretty slim, frankly, and also um, because no dry, persistent cough. No, okay. But of course, you know, you can be symptomless. So, and then I went and saw a chemist, uh, you know, a pharmacist or whatever, and. Um, she said, oh, there's been a lot of people with some pretty severe hay fever. Oh, wow. Okay. So I don't it, know, but it, yeah, it's been a week. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I, it I, sounds, sounds like you've been, you know, on the sharp end of it, pal. The sharp I end. I said, pal. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because uh, we, had a, we had a bit of communication from uh, a long time... Um, listener? I was going to say listener, but I was thinking... First time caller? No, I was going to think an unfaithful listener in New Zealand. An un- Okay, and unf- are they an unfaithful listener and a regular correspondent? No. Ooh, and, this um, is exciting. This is James. And, Hi, James. Uh, yeah, he just sent us a link, which will be in the show notes. And mm-hmm. the link is uh, regarding the word mate. You just reminded oh. me because you said the word pal. Pal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long, long way between pal and mate, let me tell you. And um, it's uh, from the Sydney Morning Herald, so it's a, an Australian version. And it's, it's basically, what's the history of our most treasured salutation? It's totally worth a read. So for all of you uh, interested and disinterested, or is that uninterested, uh, listeners, um, take a look. And also, for those of you who are not regularly checking Simon's beautifully constructed show notes, please do. Just have a little look. Thank Click you. on some of the links. And, I, and, and of course, Lee doesn't want this, but I would love some feedback about my show notes. I would welcome feedback. There is no other way to get better at doing something without feedback. So please, hit me. Hit me with your feedback. And while you're thinking about giving Simon feedback on his show notes, I am singularly uninterested in your perspective on my editing skills. So just move along. There's nothing to see here. These are not the droids you're looking for. Ah, it's great. That was good. We took a full, what is that, eight minutes to get to a Star Wars reference. Hey, we're doing really well, but we've already squeezed in a little bit of Suspiria, some Muppets. I was just listening to a podcast where they said, and we've got a great show lined up for you today. And um, I just wanted to say to our listeners that we have a great show lined up for you today. How does a podcaster have any clue that they've got a great show lined up? Lee, I think they plan. Fuck off. Yeah, I Who think does they, that? I think they have a whole outline. That seems a lot. But it's quite something to be able to tell someone what the show is going to be like and whether it's going to be good. Mind you, I've never heard them say, we've got a bit of a crap show for you lined up today. Unfaithful listeners, we've got a great show lined up for you today. Can't wait for you to hear it. And we're really looking forward to getting your feedback. And then we can also do the, hey, unfaithful listeners, it's a shit show, really. If I'm honest, I'd press pause now. And by pause, I mean delete. And by delete, I mean throw your iPod in the And seat. unsubscribe. <laughs> Unlike, unsubscribe, zero stars on yeah. iTunes. And, re- and if you have reviewed us positively, then undo those reviews. Speaking 
of reviews, I just want to say, while I'm uninterested in your feedback, I would still like five stars <laughs> because that will push us up the algorithm table. We want to go straight up the guts of the algorithm table. <laughs> go up the guts of the algorithm table. Here's the thing. I was looking at yet another top 20 podcasts that you should listen to because it will make your life better. I was reading another one of those listicles, I think they're called. And yet again, it's just full of people who are famous to sub-famous who have suddenly decided to start recording stuff. And I'm quite cross. Yeah. It should be non-entities like us who are in the top 20 list. Yes, that would be a great uh, listicle to create, non-entity podcast to listen to. People you've never heard of and probably don't want to listen to, you should listen to. Hey, um, we just also had a... Uh, I, when I say we, I mean I... Um... <laughs> I just had a text. The Royal Wee. Yes, exactly. Uh, a text from another Melbourneian. No, the last one was in, uh, from New Zealand. Uh, um, who wanted to know if you and I had watched the Bo Burnham comedy show on the new one on Netflix. Have you heard of it? I haven't heard of it, but I looked at it. No, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I have heard of it. I haven't watched it. I had no clue who Bo Burnham was until I watched Promising Young Woman. Oh, is that a Bo Burnham film? No, Bo Burnham plays Carey Mulligan's boyfriend Oh, in the film. Because he wrote a film and directed a film called Eighth Grade, Oh, which is very, very sharp. A sort of a coming of age. It's so, it's painfully awkward. It's so awkward. It's, it's almost unwatchably awkward watching this, you know, what is eighth grade? 13 year old um, girl dealing with where she is and how she is and the awkwardness with her father and the awkwardness with her friends and everything's awkward about it. It's very, very good. I think you should, some homework would be to watch the Bo Burnham, because I, I wonder what you think of it. I have a feeling it might, oh, I just don't know. Actually, I really don't know what you'd think of it. You know I struggle with stand-up, don't you? <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, I, I find stand-up, I find comedy quite tricky. Yes. <laughs> which is which is troubling, isn't it? It's kind of, he's a bit of a musical guy, like a lot of song, a lot of singing, breaks into song. I'd never, I'd never heard of him, all, and I just mm. saw it, and I'd actually read a five-star review of it, and I went, oh, I'm going to watch that, sounds really interesting. Oh, it did come up on my algorithm, but because it's a stand-up show, I went, mm, I'll pass. Yes, but maybe if you watch that sometime, and I'll watch Suspiria, then um, we can fully transition into a uh, film review show. Or just have a really weird conversation where you tell me, beat for beat, what happened in Suspiria, while at the same time I'm countering with what happened in the Bo Burnham story. That's something that I've tried with uh, Italian friends, where they just, uh, we're having a conversation where they speak only in English and I speak only in Italian at the same Whoa. time. I bet that fries your noggin. It's no, it's so, it's weirdly, it's also, it's fascinating because of course the, I guess I think of it as the CPU, like the, <laughs> the, um, the sort of amount of processing that has to go on when you're listening to your own language is it's it's negligible, right? I yeah. don't have to do a lot, yeah. you know. I can just sort of coast with that. But then yeah. constructing responses in, in a, you know, but it's it's hilarious. It's really good fun. Yeah. It's very challenging. Oh, it sounds it. Bob and I were once upon a time having cocktails in a bar in Lisbon, and a woman was having um, a, a quite a, a difficult day. And she had something of a, a meltdown that involved throwing of glasses and uh, lots Sorry, of... Uh, you mean spectacles? No, as in the things that you drink out of. Oh. Big, heavy... Yeah, exactly. Hang on. i just got to blow my nose. Okay. 
I'm leaving this in for everybody so that you can hear what I have to listen to. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. That's a good clear out. Thank you. You gave oh. me both barrels down the ear holes. I'd, uh, I've been nettying. I was going to ask you if you've been netting because Bob bought me a brand new netty pot yesterday. Why do you need a... I just use a, I just use a little um, milk jug. Huh. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the practice of netty kriya, it's where you take a receptacle filled with salt water and pour it up one nostril. Oh, salt water. I forgot allow... about the salt part. Oh, that would have been really scratchy on the inside of your nose if you didn't balance your pH, you ding dong. It was, yes. It, yes, I think it was. Oh, I'd forgot, well, totally forgot about the salt part. Did, yeah, you want a, a kind of, you want tepid water. Mm. I use pre-boiled water and let it cool. Wow. Oh, I went, I went with cold water, no salt, and it, did, it was quite harsh. I, but I, I love that feeling of when it starts dripping through. You know, it's an amazing feeling of the kind of connection of your... Um... For, those, for those people who are listening who have never netted, you pour water at one nostril, you t- tip your head to one side, keep your mouth open to equalise the pressure, and let all of the contents of the jug wash into your nasal cavities and take all of the, let's say, material out with the water through the other nostril. I was going to say snot, but you go, you you do Uh you, Lee. I will do me. But the reason I paused when you told me this, that you used a milk jug and asked me why I need my own receptacle, because I don't want to put a milk jug (laughs) that other people are going to drink milk out of up my nose. Yeah, but just wash it. It's the psychic drag of knowing that that's oh. when people come around and oh. I'm going, would you like milk in your tea? Which incidentally has been... Here we are talking about psychic drags. Um, sorry, you didn't... I've completely... Um, you need to finish telling the story about the woman, throw, woman throwing glasses. Yeah, it was a woman. She was, throwing, she was throwing glasses, as in drinking receptacles, heavy-bottomed ones as well, whilst having a, a oh. meltdown. She was really angry. I think what had happened was she'd left the veranda and uh she'd gotten quite a long way away from the restaurant when the uh the waiting staff had kind of caught up with her because she'd had a couple of cocktails and said i think they'd said you need to pay and then they brought her back or she came back with them and the upshot was vaguely uh, how dare you suggest that i was trying to walk away without oh paying. she she got shamed or or um, court. Well, I mean, I don't want to get into the the minutia of what was happening, of who was in the right or who was in the wrong, because the issue for us was that there were only two other tables, so there were three tables: hers, a group of guys who didn't pay any attention whatsoever. Wow, like as if it was and just a every, everyday just occurrence. Happened. Yeah, and me and Bob, who were staring in that direction (laughs) and we had to keep saying to one another stop looking stop looking and the reason we were staring was because we were trying to understand what was being said and our processing power is more limited if we're not looking at mouths and using body language like like being on a phone in another language oh it's terrifying Oh, I tried to order a washing machine once. Well, I successfully ordered a washing machine once, but I was nearly crying by the end of it. Is <laughs> 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 how long the word chupa lasted. As I just was like, I think I might have needed to put the word wash in there because I've just said machine of clothes. That's not right. <laughs> Yeah, so so I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about your processing power of being able to switch between hearing in one language and speaking in another when we were just agog, open mouth, trying to capture what the complexity of the narrative yeah, was. Yeah. And every now and then Bob would go, 
call the police. <laughs> because what she was saying was she, she was translating. She wasn't giving instructions. <laughs> so this woman had said, call the police. And then Bob would shout, call the police, which was above She was translating on the fly out loud. I'd just be really happy that she'd got it. And we were both going, shush, 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 shush. We must do this quietly. <laughs> I love that story. The police were never called. Eventually, things were calmed. It was a very interesting moment of somebody being, what appeared to from the outside again without nuance, being caught in something, but then absolutely refusing to cede territory and go, yeah, it's a a fair cop. Here, I'll get the money out for you. But just Mm. like, how dare you? You get the police. Bring them here. Prove that I was leaving. I was going to go and answer the telephone. Mm. I didn't... Oh, yeah, all of that sort of stuff. Something was Mm. touched there, right? Something Mm. was really... um... A button was pushed. My um, my father on your mother's spreadsheet, uh, as uh, as most listeners will know. Um, and we're not talking about death, but uh, he had a thing about. We're just keeping people up to speed with who is and who isn't on the spreadsheet. Exactly, that's all. it's um, not the same as talking about death. Exactly, exactly. For all of those concerned that oh god, it's another death episode. <laughs> um, we try to keep them to once a fortnight. Like we're going death on, death off, death on, death off kind of thing, right? That sort of rhythm. Like Mr. Miyagi, only instead of wax, it's death. <laughs> we can't, we, I can't believe we haven't yet talked about uh, that uh, spin-off show. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Or maybe oh! we have. <laughs> we, we haven't, we should. Anyway, but no, dad... My dad had a thing for um, the size of the head of beer when it was poured. Oh, as in he didn't like it too much head? You were, his perspective was that you weren't paying. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't paying for head. (laughs) Some people do, and we shouldn't shame them. And also remember, sex work is real work. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh, Dad, I'm so sorry. And um, he really. You're not paying for froth. Thank you. Thank you. Good save. Excellent save. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he was really um, pretty strong about this kind of thing. So he, if, if there was too much froth, so basically anything more than a couple of millimeters, there should be no froth, right? Right. Um, He would say, oh, could you fill it up? And uh, he used to encounter a bit of resistance. And he would always, in that case, escalate it. Could you get the manager, please? He would not. He would not back down. Utterly, utterly. I know I have this. I am paying for this. And I think it really came from very strong working class uh, values and background about the importance of money and what money gets you. And uh, I'm not paying for froth. Mm. So when you say beer... I, am I right in thinking that this was lager that you were drinking? Tap beer, we would have called it. I, I, was it lager? Uh, no idea. No idea. You see, for me, that matters. If I was behind the bar and, ah. I, was, and I was given that... Because remember that I lived in a pub for yeah. six years and worked in multiple pubs thereafter, but always in the northwest of England. And in the UK, there is a difference on how much... <laughs> sorry. How much head you want on your beer. But this doesn't... Uh, this doesn't happen when you're talking about <laughs> just get it all out go on do you laughing because <laughs> it's just it's just gonna hurt if you don't let it out it's so childish oh it's so childish the- this is the thing about midlifing this damn podcast it's just revealed not only to me but to bloody thousands of people just how childish i am <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> anyway. Bob's auntie, when we would go around for dinner, we used to live relatively near to them um, when we lived in, in the Lake District. Um, and we'd go, we'd go around for dinner like once, once a month. Um, and at some point, somebody would say something scatological or sure. something a little bit... Um, risque. Risque, exactly. And she would always go, oh, subject normal. <laughs> the oh, I idea love that. that. The, yeah, the, the idea that the, the topic would just like even itself out and level itself out and eventually find its way back to whatever's inside your pants. Front or back. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Subject normal. What a great, that would have been a great title for this podcast. Not this episode. I mean the podcast. Yes. Oh, uh, we missed this trick. Do you think we can change, is it okay mid, midstream to change to mid float? Anyway. You know, I was thinking of you the other day uh, because um, li- fondly <laughs> <laughs> or otherwise, non-judgmentally, factually, <laughs> factually. <laughs> I was uh, because Lil uh, heard a um, particular saying. We talked about it in relation to you, and the saying is "whistling past the graveyard." Do you know that saying? I do know that saying. Yes, ah, because we we wondered if that's what it affect your. Um, tendency to whistle uh, is about <laughs> that you're that there's a sort of a it's a kind of a hiding of a particular kind of stress or that there's a I don't mean well you're not you know not hyper stress but there's a, it's like a way of coping with something I mean everything's um, fine I'm whistling there's a graveyard people are going to come out from semi, you know from their is that's in um, I don't know I don't I hmm I was thinking about it because I remembered another whistling story <laughs> And I think it might be less that it is a um, a response to stress and more that whistling is a direct plumb line to my subconscious. And so things that are inside become very, very... My mum always used to say to me that she could read exactly what I was thinking on my face. And I, I, tr- <laughs> I tried very, very hard to develop a poker face. In order that she couldn't and it work got, out po- your poker face got co-opted into whistling, I think that might be it, it might be kind of that's what it is that now my <laughs> my internal processing becomes yeah so uh, maybe that would I, be so great I, if you were playing cards and you had this great hand you just started whistling I don't know Nirvana. <laughs> I think if I was in a minor key you'd know go all in go all in. <laughs> so, <laughs> So that wasn't the thing that I remembered. The thing I remembered was I was I was on a train back from from somewhere, and it changed at Bristol. Um, so I was getting off the train. Is this the whistling story? This is the whistling story. <laughs> I might have told you this story. No, it I doesn't ring a bell yet. You, I don't think I've told you on the podcast. Um, so I, was, <laughs> I, I like was... to repeat them. I love that. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard the story before, but I haven't heard it this way. <laughs> I haven't heard it while other people are listening, <laughs> or while other people are going to listen at some point, if it doesn't get edited out. Oh, that is such a bizarre kind of... Um, time travel. Back to the future. Time Marty, yeah, yeah. Marty. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> <laughs> so I was changing trains at Bristol, and I was in the, you know... Um, 1.21 gigahertz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know the foyer? Is there called foyers? The bit where you get off and then get on again? Uh, the platform? 
No, no, no. In the train itself. Oh, vestibule? Yeah, the vestibule. So you've got the main carriage and then you've got that little bit. It's where the trains connect. So I'm by one door and there's a person (laughs) standing directly opposite me by the other door. And... He was smiling at me, and he kept smiling. And the, the smile got bigger and bigger and bigger until it, it kind of was almost laughter. And I'm thinking, why is this guy grinning and laughing? And um, I, I couldn't quite work out uh, what was going on, but he just kept smiling and kept looking me directly in the eye, like waiting for me to to work something out and I had no clue what was going on and then just as the train stopped and I went to open the door I realized I just I was, whist- I was whistling a Radiohead song and staring at Tom York the lead singer from no absolutely. Oh, that is a absolutely and I had <laughs> no clue what was happening <laughs> that is an extraordinary story so my my con my subconscious had gone there's tom york the lead singer of radiohead but i was just whistling away and looking at him because obviously i don't know that i'm even whistling and i certainly don't know why this guy who i don't recognize on a conscious level is smiling and then smiling and then grinning and then like little shoulders are going up and down as he starts to laugh it's like Okay, I don't know what's so funny, mate, but you know. Oh my god, I am such a dickhead!